You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Yes, I know I say this each and every week, but we are inching closer to the NFL draft. Almost there, ready for things to kick off in Las Vegas on April 28th. Currently, the Bills sitting with the 25th pick in the first round. So much talk and speculation about trading up, trading back, what the Bills might look to do at 25. And I find myself in this situation. Again, I don't know if this is just the the product of of having a, a very good football team, but not going into a draft thinking that, like, gosh, my my head is just set here with that first round pick. But I do think for many Bills fans, you're falling into to one of two camps, right? The vast majority, either that the Bills have to draft a cornerback at pick 25, or the group that wants to see the Bills draft a wide receiver at 25. Now, sometimes, again, if you're on social media, some folks, they get they get real definitive, right? Like if you don't address the position in the first round, it's a colossal mistake. And of course, we know that there's going to be talent there in rounds two and three and four and, you know, other parts of the draft where the Bills have, have gotten some key contributors, right? Guys like Gabriel Davis, a fourth round pick, Matt Milano, a fifth rounder. You look at so much of the Bills offensive line, right? Guys that were picked after the first round. Spencer Brown looking like, a, you know, could be a, a great starter for the Bills in round three. Deion Dawkins, a second round pick. So you guys get it, right? There's talent out there outside of the first round. But sometimes if you talk about something outside of cornerback or to a lesser extent outside of wide receiver, people will get a bit upset. So I've been starting to ask my quest- this question to myself a little bit, and I pointed out to you all today. What if the Bills don't go with a cornerback or a wide receiver in round one? I think when we look at so many of the mock drafts, that's where the attention has really been focused. But we say all the time, right, if you're a good football team, you don't draft for need. You go with best player available. Now, again, I take that with a colossal grain of salt all the time. When you talk about drafting a best player available, if the uh, the best player available is a cornerback on your board, you know, the Bills are not going to take a, a Desmond Ritter with pick 25 because they've got Josh Allen on the roster and they're set in that position. So, right, each team's board is going to look a little different. They've got different players in each position. But as you go through with these things, you think to yourself, okay, what if the Bills do something different than one of those other two positions? I was going back and forth with Dean Kinnick the other day, you know, obviously expecting the, uh, the timeline on Twitter maybe to combust. But I think when you've got the 25th pick, when you've got, you know, potentially, right, the top cornerbacks all going to be off the board by the time the Bills are selecting 
wide receiver, you know, there's some depth, kind of an interesting class, right? Where there's a lot of talent, you know, maybe with the exception of if he was healthy, Jamison Williams, you know, being that top 10 type of talent. But where do the Bills find themselves right now? So I think as fans, we need to prepare ourselves a little bit that the team might not go with cornerback or a wide receiver in the first round. And that can be okay, that the Bills can bring in, you know, somebody worthy of a first round pick that can contribute to the team. But that you're in a position now too, right? That your your first, second, and third round picks don't have to to step in and be starters. They could be they can be contributors. These these could be guys that maybe are in a position. Um, you know, they'll do some spot duty this season, and then they're stepping into more of a starting role in year two. So, again, I, I think we go with all of this when you talk about a team that has their sights set on winning the Super Bowl during the 2022 season and of course the heartbreak from last year I think it's one of those pieces where you take a look at it you can think to yourself okay it might not fill the team's most glaring need but it can help this team become better and what are some of those positions that are out there you know two that have been popular in discussion as of late right is the linebacker position and the safety position now, of course, safety is just the the speculation around the, the contract demands for Jordan Poyer, his switching agents to Drew Rosenhaus, what that is going to mean, what that will look like. But also one of those players that seems to be popular on mock drafts is, uh, is Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. Incredible flexibility that he can play in the slot. He can play either safety position. Um, if you listen to our friend Joe Marino from Locked On Bills, he and others, you know, also think that Hill has some flexibility that he can play some corner on the outside. That that might be something that he can bring to the table too. But right, but uh, his top position is safety, and Daxton Hill, someone that at least right now, based on the you know a lot of the projections that are out there, whether you're talking to uh, a Mel Kiper or again the guys from the Draft Network, Daniel Jeremiah or others, a player that you know should be available in the 20s. It makes things interesting, again, when you talk about Jordan Poyer being in the last year of his contract, both him and Micah Hyde being over the age of 30. Um, of course, both had a fantastic season during 2021, but for the Bills to be planning for the future, again, whether it be contract-related or a drop in play, um, you know, that someone like Daxton Hill might be a guy that the Bills can be could be looking for in the late first round as an option there. So, you know, just a name to keep an eye on. I think, you know, when you get to this situation, um, it was also reported that Lewis Sign from Georgia had a pre-draft visit, the safety um, that played for the national champions this year. So that's a piece that you look at. When we talk about linebacker, of course, everyone's favorite subject, Tremaine Edmonds, a bit of a lightning rod of discussion for so many fans. You know, you, you take a look at guys like Devin Lloyd from Utah. Is he going to be available at pick 25? Um, you've got N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. Is that someone that will be available at this time? You know, there could be some of the top linebackers in the draft. It seems like a position that's been, you know, a little bit devalued in some ways when it comes to the first round, similar to the way that we've talked about, you know, maybe safety in the past. I don't want to put it in the same bucket with running back, but, you know, if someone like Devin Lloyd is available at 25, is that the best player on the board? Is that the type of thing where 
And we've seen the Bills do this, right? We saw it last year where they took Gregory Rousseau in the first round and then took Carlos Basham in the second round because that was a talent they did not want to pass up on. Safety and linebacker are kind of those two dark horse candidates that you can really take a look at and think to yourself, what can this mean? And those are a couple of the names that really stand out there. Um, you know, a piece I haven't gotten into is is offensive line. I think we, you know, we've touched on that in the past. Zion Johnson is someone that I like as a first round option. I think if you're talking to Bills fans, right, if you know what the team should do in the first round, it's probably like, you know, 50% say cornerback, maybe about 35% fall into that wide receiver range, and maybe like 10 to 15% really come in with with offensive line. It's not sexy, but it's there but I wouldn't be surprised with that either. Defensive line is something we haven't talked about too much. And, you know, again, I think it comes to that piece. The Bills have made an investment there. Gosh, you talk about the picks of Epinesa, Basham, Rousseau, the signing of Von Miller. You're bringing back Shaq Lawson. You know, the signings that they've made a defensive tackle this year. But what if a guy like Devontae Wyatt is sitting on the board there at 25? Or if in some way, shape, or form, Jordan Davis falls down the boards. Or if they look at someone like George Karloftis from Purdue, who many thought before the season, right, could be like a top five pick, has some flexibility to play defensive tackle or defensive end. Boye Mafe from Minnesota, right, who had a great senior bowl, very productive. What if one of those guys is available at 25? I would certainly expect heads to explode if the Bills invest more at the defensive line position. Um, But with that said, if one of these guys does fall, if Devontae Wyatt's there at 25 and the Bills pick him, I'm not mad. Heck, if Jordan Davis – there's no way Jordan Davis is falling, unfortunately. You all know that was my pre-draft crush. I've had to move on from that even before the draft because that just became unrealistic at this time. But these are guys that if the Bills pick at at 25, I'm not going to be mad. I'm really not going to be mad when I look at it. I know some will, but I'm a a big fan of building up that defensive line. Um, Certainly they've invested a lot in it, but I think if they were to say, like, listen, A.J. Epinesa is not the guy that we expected him to be. Let's move him for, you know, an early day three type of pick and bring someone else in, I would get it. The last piece at 25, which doesn't completely add up for me, but I'm, I'm mentally preparing for this as well, is the chance that the Bills could draft a running back. And we've seen in recent mock drafts from guys like Josh Norris, from Daniel Jeremiah, Joe Biscaglia, um, have had the Bills tied to running backs at pick 25. When you look at the Bills' pre-draft visits, certainly some of the top running backs in the draft have been visiting with the Bills and have been meeting with them. Now, if y'all listen to the show, you know, last year I was on board with Travis Etienne. I was on board with Najee Harris. If the Bills took either of them in the first round, I was here for it, and that was fine. I do not see these guys at that same level of talent. Now, I'm no draft evaluator, right? I mean, I pull together information that I get from others and folks and things that I trust. And look, if the Bills want to take one of these running backs at pick 57, I'm certainly on board with it, right? Like, Devin Singletary in the last year of his contract. Things not really working with Zach Moss the way we'd hoped them to. Um, Let's bring in someone in the second round, in the third round. Again, an Isaiah Spiller. I like Brees Hall. Sure. Walker. I like. My favorite is Brian Robinson Jr. from Alabama. 
probably I've seen him play the most. But the other thing I would add too, just to have that like 6'2", 225-pound running back, A.J. Dillon in previous years was a favorite of mine. I'm not saying he's like Dillon, but to have that bigger bruising type back, yeah, I'd be here. I'd be good with that. So, you know, that's probably the one position right now that if the Bills went with a running back at 25, I'd scratch my head a little bit. I'd be okay with it. I'd embrace it. All of these things. But when you talk about, you know, the advantage of that fifth-year option, I don't know if it running back, if it's as important as it is with some of those other positions out there. So I guess where I'm going with all this is I prepare myself, as I think for all of you, yes, my ideal first-round pick would probably be to have one of those cornerbacks available for the Bills, whether it be Andrew Booth Jr., Trent McDuffie. Maybe they even look at one of the other guys and say, like, hey, Kyle Gordon, you're you're worthy of the 25th pick. I'm good with that too. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to be okay with it. I mean, certainly Brandon Bean is not the perfect general manager, but as a Buffalo Bills fan, he's damn near close. And, uh, you know, I know we talk about trusting the process and different cliches and all these things, and I don't want to make it sound like I just have this blind faith. But what they do at 25, I'm going to be good with. (laughs) If I overreact on draft night, you can pull this recording back up and put it in my face and say, Anthony, remember this. So listen, we'll see where it goes. But uh, I've been thinking about that a lot, right? Like not just not just who the Bills will pick at 25 and really, again, just being so focused on cornerback and wide receiver and, and trying to get myself out of that just in case. So listen, I'm going to get out of here for now. I always appreciate you guys tuning in. Smash that subscribe button so you get all our great shows here at buffalorumblings.com. I hope you had a, a great one, and I'll talk to you all soon. Go Bills. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.